we as an agency had entered into the agency management system market in 1992. And at that point, we started with one of the biggest, one of the most well-known management systems of the time and had worked with them for years and years. And what we had found is that in the early 2000s, probably I could pinpoint this to something like 2003 or 2002, we start seeing the technology and the customer's need for communication and for the way that we were e-filing. This really started to take just tremendous jumps in this industry. And we were needing to find something. How can we attach emails? How can we attach images? How can we effectively transactional file? And what we were found is that particular vendor was not innovating in those areas that we felt were critical in order to, to best serve our clients and effectively serve them. So it was just by happenstance, one of our carriers had sent out an announcement saying, hey, we now do direct bill commissions download to this particular carrier. And I'd never heard of this carrier. I went out and I started reading a lot about this carrier and was just blown away by the user feedback that I was seeing and that I was reading on that. Most of it was the accessibility as a user to the carrier and the responsiveness that they would have in implementing these things. It also helped that all of those same situations, all of those features that we were really kind of feeling a little bit of heartburn on with not having, they they had that in there or they very quickly had that on the roadmap and no secret there that this particular carrier was Hawksoft. So in 2008, we embarked on about a three month analysis of the, the management system and what we had found, I used it side by side with this other management system. And what we found was that this was filling all of our needs, plus adding a tremendous amount of opportunity to us for how we could manage the agency. And that's everywhere from, you know, making diary entries of our conversations with our clients all the way up through the accounting. It was just so much more than what we had and uh, that's what caused us to make the switch to Hawksoft and about a month and a half, two month process as far as the migration uh, got us up and running and, and we've never looked back. Hi, I'm George Patterson with Williamson Insurance Service in Zanesville, Ohio, and this is why we chose Hawksoft. Hey guys, it's Bradley. I want to tell you about Ascend. Ascend is not just another premium finance company. Ascend will solve all of your agency bill problems through automation of invoicing, premium financing, carrier payables, all the way to the end of the workflow. There's a lot of hidden costs with how you're doing business today. AMSs, CRMs can spend more than half the day chasing down payments, following up on non-pays, getting signatures for financing docs. This leads to an overworked, overwhelmed, unhappy team. And guys, you want your team to be happy industry's hard enough as it is, we really need them to be happy. As your agency grows, this issue gets worse and worse, and we typically solve the problem with a little bit of software, but a ton of manpower still involved. With Ascend, you can use a software-first solution and just need a little bit of manpower, allowing you to grow without significant increase in overhead. Ascend automates all of these repetitive payment 
processes so your team can get back to helping your clients. With Ascend, we've seen non-payment cancellations in our agency go down up to 95%. Teams save more than 20 hours per month when they work with Ascend and an average of a 75% decrease in payment-related customer questions. Guys, if people aren't calling your office with questions, you have more time to sell and grow your agency. Visit useascend.com backslash insurance, guys. Guys, Ascend makes agency bill as easy as direct bill, but you keep all of the benefits of agency bill the best of both worlds. Thanks, guys. Insurance agents from around the world, welcome to the Insurance Guys podcast, powered by Hawksoft. Y'all have a Hawksoft. My name is Scott Howell, your fearless host and leader, insurance agency owner and insurance evangelist for I Protect Insurance and Financial Services, based out of Huntsville, Alabama. And before we get started on today's episode, he's a $7 million bull rider out of Mobile, Alabama, ladies and gentlemen. Please put your hands together and welcome the incomparable Mr. Bradley Flowers. How are you, Bradley? So our friends, Aaron Robertson, David Carruthers, and Daniel Song, and, and Grayson Carruthers are on this vacation that's never going to end. Never. They're in Alaska. And uh, I, I I texted them that the other day. I was like, dude, I feel like you guys have been on vacation for a month. And Daniel sent me a photo last night of a laundromat. Mm. And he said, these fools have been here so long, we're having to do laundry. Matt, Wow. I mean, it just never ends. I don't even have time to go to literally to go to the bathroom during the day, and they are on a 17 week vacation in Alaska. I just told 23 you. hours of daylight, if I'm not mistaken, in uh, Anchorage, Sounds Alaska. Like if I'm not mistaken, and there's going to be somebody telling me how wrong I am, if you're on the east coast of Alaska, you are 55 miles away from Russia. Did you know that? Folks, we got a special podcast for you today. Uh, Bradley and I, this is something we've been wanting to do for a while, but we're going to do our, what I call news and notes in the insurance industry podcast today. And what I think what he's wanting to do is we're going to go through some of the most recent news articles related to things going on in the insurance industry. Bradley is going to read the questions or the comments or the news article, and then he and I are just going to talk talk about it. And yeah, um, now there's been some changes to this, I believe, in the past 24 hours, as a tropical storm has now hit Southern California. As somebody said on the news this morning, who in the hell would have had flood insurance in the desert? <laughs> so. I don't know what's going to happen out there. Also, there's about three more tropical storms out in the Gulf of Mexico, or not Gulf of Mexico, but what is that, Atlantic Ocean? The ones in the Atlantic uh, are going to turn up in they the are. east of the United States. Um, Agreed. The one There's one going to enter the Gulf, but it's, I think it's going to hit Texas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or but, northern Mexico. But my point in saying that is it's always scary this early in hurricane season when you start seeing stuff going left and right because you're just waiting on the one that centers you. You know I what I mean? I know that it's early, though, is it? Uh, the center middle of hurricane season is September the 10th. So, you know, it's... And then it ends in November. Correct. November. Correct. So. Yeah, that, that one I that hit... it's been kind of quiet. Yeah, that one that hit Florida last year, the big one, uh, what was it, Ian or Ivan or whatever it was, 
that was super late. That one was like, we were almost out of the woods and boom, it hit and went right through the middle of Florida and did all that yep. damage. But Bradley, what you got for news and notes so today? The, the most important thing, the biggest news I think is, is what, what went down with hippo, uh, this last week. And, uh, Sheffy Ben Hudda from Coverager wrote a great article called the many faces of hippo and kind of took you through the, took us through the journey of hippo mm -hmm. and let's fast forward a little bit 2019 uh there was an article how insurance startup hippo built a company worth a billion dollars mm. detailed the company's early days from initial 14 million dollar seed round to its then 100 million dollar series series d round the paper unicorn which is a funny funny way to say that operated with a lean team of about 25 engineers and a staff of 200 with a billion-dollar valuation, Hippo's main focus shifted to customer acquisition. Its then-direct-to-consumer strategy was built on three pillars, policy, technology, embodied in a smart home kit, and service enhanced through the acquisition of Shelter, who I think was started by Andrew Wynn from Ascend, if I'm not mistaken, which is a home maintenance service. It was an attempt to splatter a modern narrative and stand out against farmers and State Farm, but a landscape cluttered with promises Hippo was just another promise. In 2020, HipOut set out to acquire Spinnaker Insurance Company, a PNC insurer with a national license and an A rating from AMBEST. So Hippo owns Spinnaker. Hold on just um, a second. You said something about shelter. Now, shelter insurance. It's not shelter insurance. It's, okay. it's S-H-E-L-T-R. Gotcha, gotcha. But Hippo owns Spinnaker, which I thought was interesting from this. Uh, this arrangement envisioned Hippo maintaining its role as an MGA with Spinnaker underwriting as a portion of premiums while retaining its independence. The move paved the way for Hippo's venture into public markets the following year when it went public to a blank check company in the summer of 2021 at a $5 billion valuation. By the way, through this whole story you're telling right uh -huh. now, because currently you're boring the spots off a giraffe. We're getting you, somewhere. You lost me at about the second line of that. <laughs> no, we're getting somewhere. Hippo navigated a turbulent path in its Q2 2021 filings. The company reported 101% year-over-year increase in total generated premium, amassing a total of $159 million. They expanded their footprints in the three new states. Let's see, moving forward. Hippo rolled out inspection protection, an insurance product for homeowner associations, which it shut down a year later, shocker. In distribution terms, 58% of the new premium originated from independent agents, which was surprising to me. 25 I think we sell Hippo in my agency. I don't believe we do. So what's the what's the so, core of what's the meat? So here's the news. Here's the okay, news from okay. Hippo. Here we go. We're about to get uh, the news. Last week, uh, Hippo shut down for new business in every state of the country. Wow. And there's a lot of speculations as to why they did that. Mm -hmm. And I'd love to get your thoughts, but a lot of people see it as, hey, this is D-Day. This is not good. Anytime a carrier shuts down for new business mm -hmm. in every single state all at once. Mm -hmm. And it's not a nationwide situation where it's like, hey, we're making it harder to write new business. It's like, hey, we're not taking any new business at all. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, Hippo is maintaining that it's not that, that they're just trying to slow their growth. But curious what your thoughts are on that. So... Here's my thoughts on what's going on because I've I've heard different variations of the same story with just about every carrier that I have talked to or that I have a relationship with. I think that all of these carriers and it kind of started back I don't remember if it was like 
March of this year when Geico announced that they basically were throwing the emergency breakup on all new business with Geico. California. You remember that? Nah, it was other. It was it was not just California. It was a bunch of states. It was they were shutting all their retail stores down in California, mm. but it, it included a number of states. And I think what all of these carriers are doing is because of inflation, because of the cost of reconstruction, because of the cost of uh, fixing automobiles and labor and and the cost of reinsurance and the issues with getting reinsurance and all these other things that are going on. Remember, guys, I call it a pot of chili. A lot of these carriers have realized, oh, shit, we are not charging enough for insurance. And I know for a fact from talking to different managers with different, I'm talking C-level suite executives with different carriers, in a lot of states, I'm going to throw California under the bus once again, they literally know what they need to charge to get back to profitability but the state says you cannot charge that right. we will not let you charge that so this is a ceo rick mccatherine's statement as we stated in our q2 earnings hippo is fully committed to near-term underwriting profitability mm -hmm. these actions are temporary mm -hmm. as we evaluate catastrophic risks geographical diversification enhance underwriting and rate actions for the hippo home insurance program hhip uh, these changes do not impact our insurance as a service or certain mm -hmm. service segments. We look for continued growth in these areas. I think the bottom line is kind of like, who was it that we insured recently or we, that we interviewed recently? Uh, Andrew Coral, you know, th these newer insure tech carriers, while intentions are good, it's hard to adequately price things based on an algorithm when you don't have 100 years of data to back it up. And even the companies that do have a hundred years of data are still saying, "Yeah, slow our roll, go back, figure out, you know, maybe maybe, maybe we're wrong too. Maybe right. we need to increase our prices." So they're all trying to slow down new business growth to get with these Department of Insurance and figure out a way to charge what they need to charge to be profitable. Now that hurts. It does I shouldn't say hurts us. It, it it does hurt us because we all love to write new business and yeah. we're growing, we're growing. And instead, every carrier in our agency seems to be saying, guys, we really don't want you to write very much business. We want you to write the really, really, really good stuff, the really new stuff. The But other than that, don't. Well, I think part of their problem too, based on what I've seen, we, we had, we, we weren't, a, we, excuse me, we weren't appointed with them but we access them through Appalachian Underwriters. You mm -hmm. can access them through a lot of MGAs. And the few times we quoted them, I don't think we had any business on the books with them. Like I quoted my house and I remember, so I live in a 1,400 square foot house mm -hmm. and my insurance is $2,000 a year, which is high down here for mm -hmm. a, a house of that size, a coastal region, 1980 frame house, gable roof. And Hippo quoted me at $700 a month. So eight grand to insure mm -hmm. my house. So three times what I'm paying, four times what I'm paying. And so it, with limited underwriting after mm -hmm. the fact. So I think personally, just based on what I saw as an insurance agent, there might've been a little bit of an adverse selection going on. Whereas, Hey, mm -hmm. some agents or just in a direct to consumer situation, which you definitely get adverse selection, in direct to consumer situations. I think direct to consumer home insurance carriers, you are, 
you are a magnet for people who have houses with issues, mm -hmm. whether mm -hmm. it be repair issues, roof issues, mm -hmm. claims history, that sort of thing. Because a lot of times those folks are too embarrassed to go to an agent and say, hey, yeah. I've got a hole in my roof. Right. Right. So they're going to go online. And, and is, so is that insurance fraud, though, when they go online? I, I, I jokingly tell people all the time, folks, we can't even be trusted to put our correct weight on our driver's license. You, you really think somebody who's right. looking for cheap homeowners insurance is going to tell the direct carrier, online carrier, the truth about right. the claims or the big you know, basketball size hole in their roof. No, they're right. not. But I think what happens in a situation where you have a carrier that's overpriced, but will take some things mm -hmm. is you end up with a lot of really bad risks, right? You know, the good risks. And I, I like to think my house, new roof. I mean, it's a good mm -hmm. risk. You know, we've got good credit, all that, all that sort of thing. So I think that's partly almost think they overpriced to a degree for a product that's no better. You know, we look at like an openly, yeah, openly is overpriced compared to other other carriers. However, it's a much better policy mm -hmm. than just a standard HO3. So right. so that that's my theory is what's going on. Whether it's ends up being a permanent change or temporary, I you know, they're saying temporary. I highly doubt that, yeah. in my opinion. But so I have a question for you, Bradley. Sure. You are much smarter than I am, so you're gonna know the answer to this. Yeah, I'm talking to our branch uh, marketing rep last week, and we were talking about, well, she calls me, and she does the thing where she's like, hey, um, I just wanted to go over, you know, kind of what's going on at branch. And that's she's another one that's she said, um, well, we're, we're just like everybody else right now. We want to write the unicorns. Mm -hmm. And now let me explain what she means by that. No claims, no claims in the past five years, only wants houses 10 years or newer, high credit score, no claims. And I think there was one more, and this was for home and auto, but she led the conversation by saying that I start asking her questions and come to find out in the state of Alabama anyway, you know, branch does have their own paper, but in Alabama, the way that the department of insurance is set up. And this, I, I would venture to guess it's probably like this in most states, but maybe not all of them. The state of Alabama's Department of Insurance says, before we let you sell policies on your own paper, her words, not mine, you have to, for some period of time, be air quotes, you're, you have to be seasoned, I think is the term she used, seasoned. So until this time period elapses i don't know how long that time period is how many years they have to sell branch policies in the state of alabama on other paper is that kind of how all of these branch hippo lemonade is it all is most of the time it's on other paper a thousand percent most okay. most of your insure tech carriers start on someone else's paper as a, with a fronting carrier and that sort of thing and then I think most of them, their ultimate goal is to move to their own paper. Correct. Uh, now, I've seen agents in IOA that are unfamiliar with, you know, more catastrophic areas, like freak out about this. It's no different than you going to RPS and then mm -hmm. placing a policy with Westchester or Western World or what, you know what I mean? It's no different than that. It's just they're, okay. they're acting as an MGA. I was about to ask. That was the question I was going to ask. Are these hippo branch type companies until they can become seasoned and use their own paper 
they're really nothing more than an MGA that's correct. Got a really cool quoting platform. Correct. Is that correct? And what I, the other thing I've noticed about a lot of these those types of companies, Bradley, they most of them, and you can correct me if I'm wrong about this. You don't have an option openly. I think the same way of like putting them on your PL Raider or your Turbo Raider. You 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 have to go to their online quoting platform. Some of them you do. That's not necessarily true. Openly is on some Raiders, okay, uh, as well as branches. But there's some. Uh, there, there's a few carriers we work with that are like, hey, our our, our baby's the prettiest. Yeah, and, you know, everybody thinks their kid's special, and right. they think their rating platform is is special. Therefore, they're not going to work on any Raiders. Um, she told me that they were not available on quoting platforms and that I needed to tell my staff yeah. to put a sticky note on their computer monitor that says, make sure you quote with branch. If it's a unicorn. So funny. If that it's a, a unicorn, a technology company that has phenomenal technology would tell you, put a sticky note on yeah. your computer. That's, that's hilarious. Yeah. I you, went, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, you get no, used I, to go on the PO writer and you go, Oh shit, I forgot to go to. Well, it's funny. It's funny because. I don't think we have openly on our PO Raider. Openly, I think, is just on Easy Links. I don't think they're on okay. PO Raider. Okay. Um, they're working on a quote API. I've, I've been following up with them on it. Mm -hmm. So it's funny. I, you know, I went round and round. So Branch, when they we originally got appointed with Branch, and I'm a fan of Branch. I like Steve. Um, their technology is unbelievable. Uh, when we first got appointed with them, they 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 I had a rep that told me if if you're on a Raider, we're not going to appoint you. Mm. Uh, exact words verbatim this well, was this was branch this yeah, was yeah 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 okay. well well two years later that same person <laughs> argued with me on linkedin when i told somebody branch is not raider friend they're like oh we love raiders and so they've kind of rode the fence a little mm -hmm. bit with that mm -hmm. that raider category but uh, shifting gears real quick to something a lot hold more on, hold on, yeah yeah go ahead so yeah yeah uh, before you get off that subject i want to tell these agents this isn't branch the carrier mga really that has the technology in their quoting system where they actually use some form of AI. And if you just have like name and address, it pulls a pretty damn. I don't, I don't know that it's AI, but they, they have some significant amounts of data right. that they can pull on somebody just based on like name and address. Because they, I've I even had them pull mortgagee clause and loan number. Yeah, I, I remember you telling me one time, and I don't remember if it was on or off the pod, podcast, and you can edit this if you don't That's want okay. people to know it. You said that with your people here at Portal, hmm. you guys actually quote branch first to get a bunch of this information and then go quote with like your Raider or, or whoever else. And, because you're we're getting trying, more we're trying info. to place business with them too. You know, yeah, 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 absolutely. I but, think the reason that a branch does have all that data, part of it is, is, is that you will give them a shot, you know? So, right. but yeah, absolutely. So shifting gears a little bit to something a little more entertaining. This was referenced yesterday. This is from insurance journal uh, and every insurance agent can probably relate to this. I know you can. Mm -hmm. uh, so here's the title of the article. Uh, police respond to chaos as Florida condo owners outraged over insurance fees. Mm. Shouts, shoves, and chaos broke out, and police had to be called when condominium owners at Pembroke Pines, Florida, of course in Florida, mm -hmm. objected to being shut out of an association meeting called to discuss higher fees due to spiking insurance premiums. Fortune magazine 
and WTVJ TV News reported that hundreds of residents showed up for the meeting at Century Village condominiums last week, but many were turned away and the doors were locked when officials said the meeting room was full. That's a that's a that's an issue. Uh, one resident said that a security guard forcibly threw an elderly gentleman to the curb like a rag doll. Exact quote. More than a dozen Pembroke, Pembroke Pines police officers were called to the clubhouse. Uh, I'm picturing a bunch of people in like seersucker suits and Sperry shoes fighting each other. The condo owner said they were outraged by a recent notice from the condo association that fees would climb as much as $200 a month and possibly more to cover property insurance premiums as the latest fallout from Florida's property insurance crisis, which has led to a dozen insured solvencies in the last three years and huge premium increases for many homeowners across the state. While Florida legislature late last year and early this year proved major new laws, blah, blah, blah. The Century Village residents, many of them retired, said the new fees are on top of a $700 in existing association fees. The costs are forcing some owners to sell and move out as soon as possible. No surprise there. You, uh, you said it best six months, eight months ago when all of this was going down on the podcast. Your exact words were, can Florida homeowners, people that are having to pay for insurance, hold the rope long enough right. until it happen. until it turns back around. Mm -hmm. And obviously from that news story, <laughs> they cannot. Well, a couple things. The the changes that the Florida government imposed six months ago, whenever that was, were, were mostly good things that I agreed with that you and I had covered prior to that of hey, this is how you fix the Florida the this is how you fix Florida insurance market. The problem is, is, and I'm talking to consumers here, anything with insurance, it takes a year or two to take effect for it's you to like see the, the effects of that. It's so like you've, turning the Titanic. You've got to hold on long enough and be patient. And I'm just going to be honest with you. You know, we had a we had a condo association that renewed, um, and I think they, Leach. yeah, I think they imposed a two thousand dollar per member uh, assessment, which mm -hmm. is basically what these folks sure, got. Sure, they need to be thankful they got a renewal. Hundred percent. I mean, the not to be the big bad insurance guy, but I mean, there's a lot of condo associations and homeowners associations now that just plain aren't getting renewals. And now my my bet is, you know, a lot of homeowners associations and condo associations are ran by people that like power. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, like my mother-in-law the other night was going to an HOA meeting, and I'm like, I don't, I don't know that I would even go to an HOA a meeting. Thousand like, percent, I would. We're, so we're building a house right now. And we are not physically inside of a subdivision, but legally we are in the subdivision. Mm -hmm. So we do have HOA fees. Mm. Uh, and I'm like, I don't even know that I would even go. But you've got these people who are the type of people that like serving on boards mm -hmm. and like being in charge. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times these associations are ran very poorly, mm -hmm. in my opinion. Mm -hmm. And so my bet is it's not just the insurance cost. Insurance costs in this situation were, mm -hmm. and I don't know anything about the situation other than the article, were just a straw that broke the camel's back. And there's probably some other decisions these association leaders have made that led to increased fees and this $200 a month. Because let's, be, let's face it, I mean, you know, you're buying a, a, a nice condo on the beach, mm -hmm you can afford a $2,000 assessment. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but I just, I think it's hilarious that it turned into Frankenstein with the pit, with the pitchforks, you know? So, uh, so when does Florida turn around then? Man. And do these States like Florida and California? Now, now, now the California is a whole different. Now the Cali the California, Florida has a greter chance to turn around in California. hundred percent. They've already, I don't think you don't have the crazy politics, not to get political. You don't have the crazy politics yeah. in Florida like you do California. Yeah. 
So in California, I know for a fact that agents are using the comment that you made earlier when somebody calls to complain about how much their insurance is, they're saying, oh my gosh, you got a renewal. Mm -hmm. You should be the happiest person on the planet. I, I don't see a light at the end of the tunnel in California, except for a train. But in Florida, it seems to me like in these states, like those two states, you almost have to, and Louisiana and New York, you almost have to start providing incentives mm -hmm. for carriers to come for carriers to come back I, I think in those a lot, states. A lot of the legislation that was the goal is yeah. to attract, you know, dangle the carrot to attract other carriers. And I mean, I think you're probably looking at a year before some new carriers start coming in mm -hmm. there mm -hmm. before we start seeing the effects. Because the thing is, you know, Florida was over litigated. You know, right. we'd said this over and over. Florida doesn't have a hurricane problem. It has an attorney problem. Right. And I think that's very apparent based on the legislation that was passed that mm -hmm. the governor agreed with that as well. A lot of those cases that happened before that are still in court and mm -hmm. are still being litigated. So mm -hmm. we have to wait on a lot of that to pass. Mm -hmm. You know, hopefully they don't have another hurricane this year. And I, but I even think a hurricane hitting Florida to some degree would be good because the carriers could see, okay, these were the claims we had for Hurricane Michael mm -hmm. and the, the litigation and sure. the lawsuits. And this is what it was after. Oh, that's a significant difference. Yeah, let's, mm -hmm. we can model that, you know. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I'm not an expert either. Well, hello there. Guys, excuse me for interrupting your regularly scheduled podcast, but I'm here today to get you out of aggregator and cluster jail. This may be the most important message I've ever delivered on the Insurance Guys podcast. Guys, are you a member of a cluster or an aggregator? Does your contract have exit fees, termination payments, buyback provisions? It's time to get your freedom back and do what we did here at iProtect Insurance. Join the AC the future of aggregators in our industry. Best decision we've ever made, guys. Best decision we've ever made. No entry fees, small $200 a month membership fee, over 50 plus carriers for direct appointments. And by the way, new ones coming on board each and every month. You keep 100% of your commissions, profit sharing every year. Guys, we have made in the last two years, each year, our agency has made over $100,000 in profit sharing. Here's the best part, guys. And this is the part I'm the most passionate about. No termination or exit fees. You give the AC 60 days notice and you're free. You go get direct appointments wherever you want. There's no buyback provisions, no exit clauses. Guys, if you're a member of another aggregator, and you have termination fees, buyback provisions, exit clauses, every single policy you write, you're digging that hole just a little bit deeper. And one day you're not going to be able to get out of it. It's going to be too much. You're going to be taking out a second mortgage on your home to try to get out of a cluster group. Unbelievable. Guys, go to acfree.org. That's acfree.org and register. Find out why over 650 agencies and $3 billion in premium have chosen the AC. And guys, here's the best part. But wait, there's more. Mention the Insurance Guys podcast when you talk to these guys and you get six 
months, that's six months of no membership fee just by mentioning the Insurance Guys podcast. Go today, www.acfree.org, and let me help you get your freedom back. Have a great day. So, you know, we have a lot of agents, you know, Jer- Jeremy Powers, right. friend of the podcast, been listening to the podcast, been to two, I believe he came to both One City World Tours. Thank you, Jeremy, for attending. I appreciate that. But I'm I'm seeing him post something on Facebook the other day. And Jeremy Powers might be the most positive mm-hmm. outlook guy I've ever met. And he posts this eight-paragraph diatribe about like how bad it is and I'm having problems getting my keeping my staff motivated. Yeah, I, know, I know that post you're talking about and about 18,000 insurance agents posted the same thing. Right, right, right. That's it, what I'm saying. It was written by I think it was written by CJ Hudson Pillar. What what's your what's your message relative to the other side of that coin? The 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 the, the, the ditch on the other side of the road if you will. Uh, relative, you know, to all of these agents that feel beat down, that feel, yeah, you know, it's like every day is just you. The way I've explained it to people before, it's like at some point you almost feel like you're working at a damn AT and T customer complaint mm-hmm. call center. So here's the thing, um, and and your staff does as well, right? So here's the thing. So it's very easy to be peacetime generals. It's the the generals that we write about. You know, your son's middle name is Patton. I'm guessing that's for a reason. Family name. Okay. I didn't yeah. know that. I figured we're, it was Patton. We're kin to the okay. General Patton. Oh, you are kin to it. Line. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So the generals that we write about are the wartime generals, not right. the peacetime generals. Right. So my message to people from a motivational standpoint is, hey, this is what you're built for. This is what we're, this is what, mm-hmm. you know, Scott and I started this podcast in 2017, smack dab in the middle of a, of a soft market. Mm-hmm. This is what we talk about when getting your business ready and mm-hmm. building processes and that mm-hmm. sort of thing. And we're seeing a lot of agencies that are having to divert staff from new business mm-hmm. to renewals to playing, keep renewals. Playing defense. Right. Um, You're looking at one right here. So, I think when times are good and times are easy, you need to be preparing for times like mm. this. The mm. flip side of that is, and I've often said this, you know, so I'm, I'm big on self-awareness. Mm. I think too many people start agencies who would actually be good number twos at an agency, mm. but mm. they never had a boss or a leader that could help them mm-hmm. build around them. And a mm-hmm. lot of people just, a lot of people just have crappy bosses. Mm-hmm. So they say, shit, I'm going to go start an agency. So I don't have to deal with this. Yeah. Right. 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 Hats off to you. But I think there's a lot of folks that, you know, maybe it didn't for you. Yeah. Just to be real. Yeah. You know, yeah, and, yeah. and you need to reach out to an agency and say, Hey, let me sell my agency to you. Let's merge. Mm-hmm. And then I'll come to work for you. Well, you know, you know, right. th- do that. You know, the beautiful thing about COVID is, you can work for anybody anywhere. You can sell your agency to anybody anywhere. It really opened this industry up. And in right. fact, I made a piece of content when COVID happened and said and said that just that that just that thing just that right there. So that's that would be my message to them. But but ultimately, it's like I mean, look at the successful people that started in the middle of the hardest part of their industry. If you can make it through this, I keep telling my team that if you can make it through right now, if you can make it through right now. You're going to be fine with things. You're, you're going to come out on the other side of this so good. Not to mention, you got competitors selling their agencies left and right. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, here in Mobile, there when we started Portal, there was four old school, old money 
Blue Blood Family mm-hmm. in- Independent Insurance Agencies mm-hmm. in Mobile. Mm-hmm. There's one left. Mm-hmm. The other three sold. Right. There's one left. So Portal Insurance, when we come out on the other side of this hard mm-hmm. market, we're going to be in really good shape. And I'll be completely honest with you, Scott. So right now, August 2023, we are having our best new business production month mm-hmm. we've ever had. Awesome. Right now. Awesome. Natasha wrote. Uh, I was just about to say, there's a ditch on both sides of this yeah, road. Everything's if, up for grabs. If if your people are shopping, right? If my if if the clients that I protect insurance are shopping their insurance, everybody else is too. Every other independent and captive agents We've, clients are doing the same ev- thing. Everything's up for grabs if yep, you are well positioned to grab stuff, right? Um, and now, now let me ask you this question. Let me ask you this question. Congratulations on new business production, no, no doubt. Well, we need it. <laughs> so, so. What is Bradley Flowers' process relative to clients who are leaving yep. because I found it somewhere cheaper? Uh, are you running, for instance, at iProtect every Friday at 10 a.m., I get and our entire team gets a weekly cancellation report yep. for that week starting Monday till Friday and then Friday after Friday morning at 10 one of my VAs sends out every client premium amount totaled up mm-hmm. this is how much canceled here's who they are here's how much the total premium is here's the agent that sold that that's a great question so what do you do when you get because here's what I've told agents for 13 years I had this happen last week it doesn't matter why they canceled if their policies in your agency have been canceled, okay, they're gone. They've gone with another agency. You can't put the toothpaste back in the tube, and it's too late at that point if they have truly canceled. I'm not talking about canceled pending. I'm talking about canceled. Mm-hmm. Now, when you reach out to that person, however you do that, there is no, hey, let b- before you just completely go away from I protect. Let us quote you again and with somebody else and blah, 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 blah. It's it, the game's over. I hate that. So the game's bad. over. Yeah. I tell, I had a guy canceled last week, went with alpha. I call him. I start, I, you know, I can say things that other agents can't say to people. It's just my personality. I can get away with things. You relative. can say anything as long as you smile. You as say? long as I smile, I can pretty much tell anybody anything. So I call this guy. Don't know him from Adam's house cat. I said, brother, let me ask you a question, man. I said, let's lie. Just not to each other. What happened? Yeah. What did we do? And he starts in, your staff is incredible. Harley self, unbelievable. I, this is him talking. I was doing work at a, as a contractor at an alpha agent's office. It was a female. And I built a relationship with her over three or four weeks of working we at her house. Love. And I didn't get into that, <laughs> but I thought of that. I thought of that. I'm like, well, what kind of relationship did you build? And through the course of me, this again, this is him talking. Through the course of that, one day she throws out the seed. Sure. Hey, by the way, I'm an alpha insurance agent. Should. If I can ever, I'd love to quote your insurance. And she gives him a quote. Now, where the where the train ran off the tracks is he starts talking about how she saved him money. But again, I already know he sent us a cancellation. He's canceled his pot. It's too late yeah. now to do the whole. 
Let us unwind this right. whole thing. The best thing you can do in that situation is what you did. Just be super nice about it. Yeah. If you make it easy for them to leave, they're going to automatically think it's easy for them to come back. You Correct. leave that door open. There's an agent Correct. here in town that does not do that. Right. He texted a customer, captive agent. He texted a customer that we wrote mm -hmm. in text message and said, just so you know, you're not hurting the carrier. You're hurting me and my family. Wow. Over a $500 bop. Wow. Yeah. So wow. like if you try to make it difficult or you try to pull moves like that, they're, they're never going to want to come back. So, so our strategy, so our reshop strategy, it, some of y'all remember last year, we did a, a, an experiment where we didn't offer reshops to anybody mm -hmm. um, and retention went up. Now, when we did that experiment, wait, say that again. We started an experiment. It was inspired by Matt Namoli. Mm. Where we basically said, "Hey, we're not going to reshop any. We're not going to offer any reshops. Mm. We only reshop if they're being non-renewed mm -hmm. or they request it." Wait, yeah. stop right there. Is the success of not doing that? Because right now, what you just said, and I hate to be controversial, but it flies in the face of what a lot of people let in me, this industry say. Let me get, let me get, let me get to the point. Okay, right. so we did this. So, so. We had a large, so we've always been an agency that, hey, if you went up 10%, we automatically reshot. That was, that was kind of our value add when we started. Same here. That's what we've always been. We, but 10% but, but is now like 18, 15 to 18 Yeah, right. So right. we had a, we had a large amount of reshops June of last year of, of 2022. And, and we had a lot of people leaving. We, we had good retention, but you know, uh, still people leaving and we were like, the theory was, is by us calling to offer the reshop, we are drawing their attention to it, mm -hmm. which is then prompting them to shop. You're, so, jo you're jostling. So we said, hey, for six months, we're not, unless they're non-renewing or asked for it, we're not reaching out. We're not reshopping. Mm -hmm. And it, the intention was never to change our processes to that. It was to conduct an experiment. Correct. And we did it with the intention, this kind of gets to your point, throughout the whole six months, our intention was, hey, we're going to end up with a best of both worlds. Mm -hmm. You know, what we end up doing is going to be like a combination sure, of both. Sure. So for six months, our retention actually went up because our hypothesis was correct. We actually were prompting people to shop. Now, at the end of that six months was about when the hard market started. Mm -hmm. And we were like, hey, we need to mm -hmm. actually now go back to offering reshops. That we, we conducted the experiment. So where we are now is we don't do an automatic, hey, if it went up, $300 or 300%. We, and this is a new thing we're doing. We actually conduct a renewal meeting once a month with the account managers, me and Kenneth and each producer. Okay. And, what and this is, and this is like new, new. We like started this last week right. because there's some accounts, you know, one account going up $300 might be cost to shop, but another account going up $300, it may be, hey, they need to keep that policy. That's a good, you know what I mean? The devil you know is better than the one you don't. Yeah. And a lot of times it's the really the producer, at least in our agency, that really knows that. Yeah, but you're so, talking to you're talk, you're you're delivering that message to the producer and the account managers instead of that client that probably needs just, to know that. Just listen well, oh, okay. just listen okay. to me. Sorry. So we're going in agency zoom and we're going down our renewal and we're we look at every renewal for the month. Okay. And the we're basically giving the producer the the reins to say yes do that one no don't do that one no don't do that one no don't do that one and, right and then if we have a situation where somebody's policy did go up but they need to keep it we are going to be proactive and reach out to them and explain why that's the that's basically the situation the other thing we're doing is we for personal lines we built our own personal lines raider as you and many people know 
our goal with that personal lines radar and it's already API connected to agency zoom. And we're not quite there yet to do this, but for all personal lines, when the renewal hits the agency zoom renewal pipeline, it APIs over to our radar and it runs a quote mm -hmm. based on last year's data. Mm -hmm. So by the time my producers and my account managers even see that there is a renewal, we've got six quotes in there. Mm -hmm. So we're using technology to make it more efficient for us to reshop. So there may be a day where because of the technology that we've invested in and built, we can reshop everybody. But, now see, but see, that's a problem. If go back to how we started this podcast and I was talking about, there are some of these carriers branch not on PL Raider. Right. So if I create an automation that goes and runs quotes through PL Raider, there may be an openly a branch and two other That's carriers where, we have that aren't getting quoted. That's where RPA comes in play. I don't know what that is. Robotic process automation, what we talked with Barth about. So we have robots that we have built that we've trained to run these quotes just as if a human could do it. So we don't have to have the carrier's API to run the quote. Mm -hmm. said, we're not there yet. We're, we're close. Mm -hmm. We're real close. Mm -hmm. So like, for example, we have branches API, branches on there. Mm -hmm. We don't have Openly's API, but we're using RPA. So can we can get quote, Openly's API? Uh, they they're, they're building it. They're not done with it yet. We're going to get it. But right now, Openly's done through RPA. So we can do an Openly quote on our radar mm -hmm. just as if a mm -hmm. human did it, but it's a robot and it sure. does it. So, so, but, but there is some carriers that aren't on, you know what I mean? There's some outside of that, but the point is to make it super efficient for people to reach up. Now, the last thing is I get a report every month that is everybody that cancels and it is uh, segmented by people that we could control cancellations. We can control, i.e. your guy going to alpha and cancellations. We can't. So like home sold, mm -hmm. a large percentage of our cancellations are home sold, business acquired, mm -hmm. business shut down, those sorts of things. Mm -hmm. About 30% are controllable cancellations. Mm -hmm. And on the controllable cancellations, I want to know where they went, why, what they're paying, and do we have an open communication mm -hmm. so that, you know what I mean? So what we do, it's it's same that you're doing, but different. When somebody cancels and it's a controllable cancellation, they go into a cancellation pipeline. Mm -hmm. They get a text message from me. And it's like, hey, it's Bradley with Portal. I just saw you guys canceled. Wanted to see what happened, what went wrong. And a lot of people reply to that. Really? And they'll say, hey, so I've got it. Hey, this is what. And then the, when they reply to that, it sends them a text. And it's like, I think it, I think it either does it auto or it does the next day. It's like, hey, we'd love an opportunity to quote you in the future. And they always say yes. Mm -hmm. Unless somebody's super mad about something dumb, wait, they wait, always wait. say now, yes. The, te the first text is, this is Bradley. Mm -hmm. Hey, I, I was just checking. I saw where you guys canceled. There's something we did wrong. I get that. And it also, I think it tells them to call me too. It's right. like, hey, if you'd rather talk on the phone, call me. Sure. Most people and, text. And then and then the next automation was what? Again, I, I missed that. It opens the door back up for us to quote them again. The, hey. the text does? Uh -huh. Hey, if it's okay, we're going to quote you again. And then that reappears in the pipeline. Um, so this month, I, I said earlier, you know, we've had our best month. Our number one, I looked at it this morning, our number one new business category is cross-sell, mm -hmm. which makes me so proud. Like, that's awesome. We are oh, mining yeah, the Acre Diamonds. That's but it. the number two, and I think it was 78000 in premium, the number two is uh, win back. So let me ask you this question. Let me ask you I'm this question. I'm not saying anything just to brag. Like, it's just, no, no, no. You know, These agents need to hear all yeah. this, right? Because some of them are like, I don't, I don't know what they're talking about. If they don't, they need to get in touch with you or I or somebody and help us let let us help them figure it sure. out. Yeah.
Hey guys, it's Bradley. Look, are you tired of spending endless hours searching for potential business prospects? Look no further. With Leo, you can gain access to a whopping 40 million businesses. That's 40 million prospects in just seconds. Say goodbye to painstaking searches and hello to efficiency. You guys know I'm all about efficiency. Leo just isn't about speed, though. It's about accuracy, too. With Leo's cutting-edge tools, you can validate new producers faster than ever before. No more wasted time on unreliable data. Leo's got you covered. But that's not all. Leo empowers you to carve your own niche market using unparalleled data insights. Want to target specific dates for workers' comp? Done. Need to identify brokers or carriers to focus on? Leo has your back. And here's the icing on the cake, guys. Leo lets you search prospects based on size, revenue, dates, violations, and more. The possibilities are literally endless. Step into a world of business possibilities with Leo. Revolutionize the way you connect, target, prospect, and succeed. Don't miss out. Join the Leo community today. Go to meetleo.com, and when you go to book a demo or reach out to them, put in the how did you hear about us field that you heard about them on the Insurance Guys podcast or IGP for short. You'll get 20% off. Talk to the folks at Leo. Highly recommend them. Thanks, guys. Okay, let's back up for a second. Uh The second text is sent what? A day after that first the, one? I think it's the next day. Yeah. Okay. That's the one that was like, hey, you know, hate we lost hate we lost you guys, but man, we'd love to earn if your business. If there's anything like, I can yeah. do in the process to make this easier, sure. happy to. Okay. Okay. That text goes out. They come back and they're like, sure, sure, Bradley. We'll give you know, we'll 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 see you down the road or whatever. When is the next automation? Is it forty five days before their annual renewal? So or they, they reappear in our win back pipeline, I think at 60 days before whenever the producer account manager X dates. Mm. So when the producer account manager cancels the policy, they select which day they want it to reappear. And when it reappears that day, they get a text from the producer. It's like, hey, just circling back with you like we had talked about. Is 60 We're, days too long because a lot of them don't have in this market, the renewal or should it be 45 no, days? I, no, I think you should do 60 days and I think you should set the precedent that they should have their renewal by then. That way you can build a wedge against their current agent. Mm. Hey, you should so, have your renewal. You know what? That some bitch ain't sent me my renewal. You know what I mean? Yeah, because because the reason I asked that question, and it doesn't even feel like, this just feels like a conversation. Yeah, this yeah, doesn't feel like yeah. a podcast. Yeah, yeah. Because I've always said the perfect secret sauce is if you can hit them either a day or two before mm-hmm. they get that renewal. And oh, by the way, that renewal went up on that policy that they left you for by right. $600 or a day or two after. Uh-huh. But insurance is kind of on their mind now because they're like, wait a minute, that's some bitch. I left Bradley to go over there to John's agency and the some bitches won't answer the phone. And when they do answer the phone, I feel like I'm at the freaking DMV. Mm-hmm. And by the way, I just got this renewal yesterday and it's gone up six, seven hundred dollars. Yeah. And now, boom, Bradley so, hits them with a hey, it's by the way, Bradley with Portal Insurance. We're over here. So there's 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 a couple things. You know, there's nothing worse than reaching out to someone to win them back or write their business mm-hmm. that you've been prospecting and they've already renewed. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. That sucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they, oh man, that's I'd a, be willing to. That's a kick in the nuts. Like, yeah, that's a kick so in the I nuts. err on the side of caution and go early. Right, I'd rather be too early than too late. Do you, you know? hit? Do you reach? Let's say it's sixty days because, like you said, just expectation. Of, yeah, I think we're getting close. And, and again, the reason I'm saying again, I think though? the reason I say I think is because Kenneth 
controls all of autumn he's over all that now so he's but, tweaked stuff but I, you ought to bring him in here and put him on the microphone hey do you hit him again after that 60 days though like let's say I that goes out I, at 60 does they do I, they i get, don't think it reaches out again pop again at 30 or I something i don't think so um, have you tried produ- that now our producers will call most people reply to that text yeah. most people will either say piss off or they'll say yeah i'm interested so yeah. so here so here's my last question we'll move sure. on and i got one more article and we gotta go okay my last question is this everything we just talked about which i think was fantastic these agents got that that was real talk right there that wasn't just yeah hey, podcast Ugh. that was me being generally interested in how you do that and we're not perfect stuff goes wrong like we have issues just like everybody else we just have different issues but you just said different issues my question was going to be does all of that work because as i always joke with you and if it really does make you mad tell me and i won't joke with you about it anymore but i always talk about how bradley sells insurance policies from ray ray's used tires accounting <laughs> uh yeah, no, an insurance carrier that. yeah does all of that work because all you some bitches down here on the gulf coast have the same damn insurance to sell pretty much versus the guy or girl that right now is listening to this podcast in the middle of freaking Nebraska. Right. Where their 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 agency was started in 1964, and maybe they got some carriers that right. everybody down the street doesn't have or vice versa. I think you need to change. If, and that's the case, you just need to change your messaging. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but you see where I'm going yeah, with yeah, that. For Does sure. that work because everybody down here has got the same stuff? I don't know that it works because of it, but it, it certainly helps when I can tell – I mean, we tell our customers, hey, look, by the way – Everybody here has got We all have the same carrier, so you need to work with an agency that's efficient, that you know can take care of you. And if I can just be confident for a minute, there ain't nobody here that's as efficient as we are. Mm, I believe that. I spoke to the Alabama Big Eye, a group of 400 agency owners, and said, who here is using a CRM that's not your agency management system? And exactly zero hands went up. I mean, I'm talking, guys, I'm talking to a guy right now that at 8 a.m. yesterday, I was getting out of the shower and wiping myself off with a towel and I look over at my phone and I see a notification. It was a text message from Bradley. I clicked the notification standing there in the bathroom, butt ass naked. And I look, I look at the notification and my podcast co-host asked me, Hey, I'm ordering lunch at Chick-fil-A right now and what do you want i should have clarified it wasn't and i'm thinking (laughs) you know we're talking about an automation going out at 60 days prior to renewal i mean there's nothing more bradley flowers than sending me a message (laughs) at 7 58 in the morning what do you want from for lunch at chick-fil-a you want me to tell you noon time today something even more crazy that i do yeah, you 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 got a few screws <laughs> loose. I'm gonna be honest with you, dude. Let me tell you something else. Your OCD schedule thing. It's, it's not OCD. It's just a schedule. I like. It's the reason I don't like going bar hopping. I want to bring a psychologist in. <laughs> I think she's gonna bring, bring Laura in. Bruno in. I, it's so. It's well, reason- I don't go bar harp- hopping because I'm fifty. You know, people go. Right. I, Scott, I thought you'd be like this big drinker. That, like last night we go to you and uh, our our uh, Adam. Po- uh, Adam, our podcast guest with Kate. Y'all are y'all, you know, y'all drank a few couple bourbons. Couple bourbons, you know, good nice glass of bourbon. I don't drink. Yeah. And I'm sure he's like, man, this guy's supposed to be somewhat 
I've reached a, a point in my life at 51, if I sit there and I drink four, three or four bourbons mm-hmm. on the rocks, splash of water, I feel like shit all day today. I can't do this podcast very well because it takes me about two days to get you over know, it when I decide to get drunk nowadays. You know what I think it is? Me getting old. No, no, I'm talking about my situation. I'm talking, we're talking about me, Scott. Yeah, I want, I want to get, I want so to get, you know I, I want to do is? all this. So, you know, I grew up working with my dad and he's a contractor and it wasn't a nepotism situation. It was actually it was I, the opposite. I know, uh, I know your dad and I know guys like your dad. Yeah, and I compare them to the old high school football coach whose uh-huh. son plays for him, and he's harder on his son. Brett Favre, perfect yeah, example. Yeah, yeah. His dad was ten times harder on Brett Favre than any player on that team. So a lot of the stuff I think derives from childhood. And so I grew up, you know, twelve, thirteen, fourteen years old working. My dad, when we got into the truck in the morning to go to the job, he never told us where we were going. Mm. All day long, you know, we'd hit two or three jobs in a day. Would you ask? If you asked, you didn't ask. Yeah, don't worry about where we're going. Exactly. Hey, can I ask you another question? So I think I think for me, it's the reason I don't like going out to bars or going out drinking. I like I like drinking. Mm -hmm. I don't like going out drinking Mm -hmm. because you never know where you're gonna go. Like we gotta have a plan. Like I need to I need to know we're gonna go here and then at eight o'clock we're gonna leave. You can't do that when you go out drinking. You know what I mean? And ultimately somebody's like, let's go to Mm -hmm. such and you know what I mean? Right. And so so wait, 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 wait. So you're out with Scott because you know you and I'm the exact opposite of that. Right. I'm the guy that I don't care where we go. Let's just right. you know you right. tell me where we're gonna go. We're gonna go. If you're out with Scott and we said and you and I and Laurel and Kim are out together at El Poppy having dinner, uh-huh. and we scheduled that two days in advance. You knew we were gonna be there at six thirty forty five, and uh-huh. dinner takes approximately one hour. Session, ran. D- dinner takes approximately one, one and a half hours, and we're chopping yeah. it up, having a nice time, laughing, cutting up. And I say to you, because I've had a couple of margaritas, hey, let's walk over here to the blah, blah, blah bar, which is literally uh, two buildings down. Does that throw you into a tailspin? I will go, but I don't like it. Why? Just not have, I just got to have a plan, man. Okay. I got it's it, it's it's just I mean, a weird what you're talking about weird... right now is like the epitome of self awareness that yeah yeah, yeah. and yeah. if I know that then I can control and, and and if Kim says let's go down to the I'm like, so you know what not. I do when you know what do I, well you know what I, no what I do is when there's going to be a night like that I just be the one that takes the initiative and plans and says hey guys we can go here 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 let's do you know what I mean right so but I, I, I'm I'm, pr- a, I'm proud I'm of a, you for knowing that I'm a scheduled routine. Mm. Um, so I'll tell you something even crazier that I do. You know, I, oh my I track gosh, my crazy, calories. Crazier than this? I track my calories. So when you ordered the chicken sandwich yesterday at eight seven fifty eight a.m., that I thought <laughs> you were literally going to pick up, and I was going to get no, here at eight twenty, pre-ordering it, and there was going to be Chick Fil A bags on the table. And I'm thinking to myself, I texted him back. I said, "Bradley, you do realize you are literally going to be eating a." Lowe's refrigerator box you know for what, lunch tomorrow. You know what's even funny today. is because I know what your Chick-fil-A order is. There's Chick-fil-A sitting on the other side of the door right now. Seriously? Yeah. Seriously? Yeah. <laughs> keep, keep going keep going with this. Well, you were going you so, were about to say so what I something do, crazier I, than all of I, this shit. What I do, I track, beyond freaking I track my calories on my fitness pal. Does, is that Chick-fil-A on the other side of that door on that? Not yet. I didn't do it this morning. So but, you don't but, do it until usually, you're eating it. Usually, no, 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 no. Usually what I do, and I did this yesterday, the Mm-mm. first thing I do when I wake up, 
is I grab my phone mm. and I say, all right, what are we going to eat today? And I punch it in. And so like yesterday, mm-hmm. I punched in. So what I get at Chick-fil-A, I get two number 12s, just the entree. You're a workout guy. <clears throat> two number 12s, just the entree. It's 700 calories, 80 grams of protein. Keeps you full all day long and it's delicious. So that's what I ate for lunch yesterday. So that's 700 calories. I knew I was going to get an eight ounce filet, which was about 600 calories and the asparagus. And I had 369 calories left over. So therefore, throughout the day, what'd you do about that? Throughout the corn skillet, throughout the day, I know how many calories I have left over. A glass of bourbon's 80 calories. That's 160. I wanted the corn skillet Mm. as a snack so I can eat it because I have room for it guilt free. I think too many people snack and they it makes them feel bad mm-hmm. right they feel guilty for snacking which then makes them snack more because they feel bad right you like you agree with me and so by me knowing how many calories i have left over i'm good well, you just pissed me off because he's agreeing with me no 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 <laughs> no it's because he's like how old are you i mean you gotta this guy looks like a greek adonis he does he does he literally could have my he could Scott probably call my wife and she would drive down here to go to his so house. Let me go through one more article. And and he can eat any damn thing. He, you know, he can eat, yeah. you know, a bag of uh, Snickers bars and then follow that up with six milkshakes and probably not gain a pound. Right. Meanwhile, we do that and our butt uh, jiggles for a hundred percent. So, um, so, so Bradley, 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 yeah, Bradley. Yeah. you got, you got to help me out here. This is the most unbelievable podcast I've ever done <laughs> because what was the guy's name? The crazy guy that was the airplane guy, uh, Howard Hughes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Liter- my podcast host is literally. <laughs> I'm not drinking. Turning into Howard Hughes. When did this get to this? How did this get to this? <laughs> I don't know. Is it always been at, since I've known you? Pretty much. You just hide it. I guess. Because I, I, I mean, I didn't know any of. The, I mean, I knew the times we've been together. Places it was always like, hey, do y'all want to go? Blah 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 blah. And let's go here and da, da. but I had no idea it was this. What do we do? <laughs> Know. what do you want to do I, I think you need therapy of some kind this is unbelievable oh, so God. so so okay i like it so i like being scheduled you want to see what my calendar looks like tomorrow so look at this this plays into your automation stuff right you have to have everything in your agency automated to feel mm-hmm. like you've got all your bases now, i don't i don't want you to read any of this i don't want to read any of that but that's my calendar tomorrow and I can't even see that, but it's scheduled I, out 15 minutes weekly automation. What did that say? Meet, meet as a meeting, but it's literally. And so your automations are more directed towards your inner Being Bradley feeling okay with not feeling out of control. Correct. Then it is, has anything to do with the customer. Correct. This is the most unbelievable podcast. This we should we, be we got, Joe Rogan We've got to right shut it down because Wesley and okay. is waiting in the lobby. Okay, guys, uh, that was fun though. I actually enjoy talking about it. Guys, I've got a lot to process and a six-hour drive home today <laughs> to do it with. But Scott's going to have me diagnosed. But I, I am going to be on Google so fast when we get off this podcast to find out what's wrong with you. But is is that Chick Fil A really outside that door? I told her to order it at eleven, so it should be here. Guys, you were listening to the Insurance Guys podcast. My whole life just changed. I don't know what to do at this point. Uh, I'm going to have to do a lot of self-reflection. And obviously, for a number of years, people have always said in 
group meetings, podcasts, phone calls, there have never been two people more different than Bradley Flowers and Scott Howell. And folks, let me say this. That is the truest statement that has ever been spoken in the English language since it was created. My name is Scott Howell. This is Bradley Flowers. And you are listening (laughs) to the Insurance Guys podcast. We love each and every one of you. I don't even know how to end this podcast, so I'm going to say you got to do another one, right? Hope you guys have a great week. Remember this, guys. Remember this. We're all going through this together. And it's a once in a career situation, hopefully. But we're going to get through this. It's going to be okay. And uh hope you guys have a great week. We'll talk to you real soon. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Insurance Guys podcast. If you need to know more about me or you need to get in touch with Scott, you can always reach me at theinsuranceguyonline.com or email me at scott at iprotectinsurance.com. And if you need to get in touch with Mr. Bradley Flowers, go to portalinsurance.com or email him at bradley at portalinsurance.com. Guys, we love you. Thank you so much for listening to our show and being a part of our family. And we look forward to seeing you again next week on the next episode of the Insurance Guys podcast. Take care.